It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. Back on the candidate carousel, and um, I guess the gubernatorial candidate in New York, their primary is over. It is now uh, the run uh, to game day on November 8th. Representative Lee Zeldin uh, from New York's 1st District. The primary, as I said, Representative Zeldin has passed. Uh, Now there's a need to have a tactical, a strategic approach to taking on a well-entrenched Democrat uh, in Kathy Hochul uh, in New York State. And uh, there's going to be a long run to that and probably an expensive race. So let's talk about this, as I said earlier, in the nuts and bolts fashion of how this gets done. Well, it's great to be with you, David. And uh, the top two issues right now for New Yorkers, crime and the economy. As far as campaign strategy goes over the course of uh, these final four months leading up to November 8th, uh, we have to reach out to independents, disenfranchised Democrats, people who feel like there's a need for balance uh, in Albany. Uh, We see the impacts of what's happening on the federal level where Democrats and independents are being turned off uh, by those challenges inflation, supply chain, illegal immigrants coming across our southern border and more. But here in the state, they're seeing headlines like this Jose Alba case where he's defending himself. He's an innocent man. He gets slapped with a murder charge and sent to Rikers, while the woman who stabbed him uh, is, hasn't been charged with anything yet. New headline yesterday, uh, two people, part of the Mexican drug cartel smuggling operation, get caught with $1.2 million worth of crystal meth. And because of New York's cashless bail laws, they're immediately put back out on the streets. I'll offer up these couple of examples to say that there are many different policy proposals and pro-criminal tax and spend far left uh, men and women in in, in government at different levels. And they're really turning off a lot of New Yorkers who are hitting their breaking point and fleeing. So we have to go out, work hard. Uh, You and I have discussed this in the past. We need about 60 percent of the vote in Suffolk. We need 55% of the vote in Nassau County, 29% of the vote in New York City, 43% of Westchester. The four biggest counties across the rest of the state to win, uh, Orange County, Onondaga, Monroe, and Erie. Uh, you have three cities in three of those counties uh, in Syracuse, Rochester, and Buffalo. And then the goal is everywhere else, you try to find votes wherever you can because outperforming in a lot of these other smaller counties can also give you another two, two and a half percent of the vote, which could be the difference between winning and losing. All right. So let's walk through a couple of parts of this. Uh, we'll get to the boots on the ground and, and that, that part of it. You're a military guy, former military, so you understand this about uh, what's needed there uh, from that perspective. Uh, on the issue, just going back to crime and illegal illegal immigration, a number of other issues, the economy, et cetera, I guess from a concern point of view is how many voters will come out and vote enough on those issues. There's almost a baked in acceptance in New York, which is not good. It's a form of apathy. The issue's been there longer than you've been running for governor. It's been there for decades. We're talking about if we look at the last 20 years in New York state, the baked in effect is real 
and low voter turnout, Republican versus Democrat, you're outnumbered by Democrats, independents, can they be swung uh, to get them out there versus, you know, okay, look, the economy sucks, people are leaving, you're losing 0.4% in out-migration, Florida became bigger than New York in part because of that, and people go, okay, what am I going to be able to change? How How do you break through that? There's definitely an enthusiasm gap right now. The people who are planning on voting Republican in November are more energetic and more they're more excited about coming out November 8th than the people who are planning on voting Democrat. Amongst independent voters, they are planning on voting Republican more than Democrat. We would easily win. It would be a double-digit victory today amongst New York's independent voters if the election was being held today. As well, far as what points you go. to that? If every Republican in New York voted, and I, I looked, I'll say this outright. Republicans in New York, well, I don't care what a party line you follow, conservative party line, whatever you want to call yourselves. Every one of you needs to go out and cast a vote. Even, I don't care how you feel anymore. This is game day. All right. This is boots on the ground. Boots on the ground is whatever you're wearing, whatever type of shoe you're wearing. Get to the poll and cast a Republican vote. That said, if every Republican did that, what what leads you to believe that these independents would come out? Polling doesn't carry it uh, to any finality. The answer is that there is apathy amongst all parties, and we're not talking about being able to get a. You know, total turnout amongst people who are registered voters in the state who aren't Republicans or Democrats. But of those who are coming out as of now, we're winning that vote. Now, we need to increase that. And, you know, as you're talking about boots on the ground, there's also the influencer when when you're talking to that person who can come out and vote in the age of social media and emails and texts. You know, they used to say if you could contact five people and they contact five people. Now we're in a position where you can pretty easily go out and contact 100 people. And they could go out and contact a lot of other folks as well. Uh, and I would say on, on the issue piece, we're talking about some crime and public safety issues that are extra personal. You're trying to get 29% of the vote in New York City. The Asian American community are having members of their community m- murdered. I mean, pushed in front of an oncoming subway car and killed. stabbed to death in their apartment in lower Manhattan. Beaten to death with hammers. We see the Jewish community being uh, physically attacked, multiple stories sometimes coming out of the same week uh, within just a few miles of each other. I've heard it from the Sikh community. There are, uh, there are uh, Hispanic and black voters who have their kids stuck in poor performing public schools, and they're, being, they're more supportive of school choice than we've seen in the past. There are people who have been put out of work because they made a personal decision not to get the COVID vaccine. They should be rehired. They should get their jobs back with back pay. Uh, there, you know, these Asian Americans I'm talking about. It's not just crime and public safety. If, if they have a son and daughter in school, they prioritize that over blind party loyalty as a loyal liberal Democrat. And they're talking about the need to get rid of critical race theory. They support advanced academics, the gifted and talented program. They believe in merit-based entry into specialty schools. But all this stuff requires us all day, every day to be leaning into it to meet as many people as possible. I'm heading right into the, the heart of it right now inside of the city. I'm going to be doing a press conference outside of Bragg's office in a couple of hours. 
on the Jose okay. Alba I, case. I, un- I understand that, Lee. Okay, Asian community in New York City, especially if you go through in more in lower Manhattan by the numbers into Queens, one of the lowest voter turnout historically. Uh, so to that point, how, you know, getting them out, they do care about education. A lot of people do. But voter turnout history is not there. Are there enough issues to drive them because of crime? We'll see uh, what happens there. The Jewish vote vote, uh, while in higher numbers as a percentage are voters, also larger percentage are liberal voters historically, and especially younger Jews now trending more liberal voters in New York. Doesn't make sense when it comes to a number of issues you've mentioned, but those are the facts on the ground. Uh, so when, when I look at this, and I hear your points about needing to win these communities in these votes, uh, their voting history does not match up unless there's a way to get to them on the ground with the issues. So let's go to that. How do you stay engaged in these communities between now and November 8th? Surrogates, activists, local organizations, local community leaders. What's the plan? Well, I have a great surrogate with the Asian American community, my wife. Uh, this is an opportunity. New York will have its first Asian American, first family. The uh, I have lost count how many dozens of events with the Asian American community inside of Flushing, Queen, and Chinatown, uh, uh, Chinatown and Manhattan and Brooklyn. Uh, so we've done a lot already since we got into this race early. Uh, I would be the first Jewish Republican governor of this state. We spent a lot of time with the Jewish community. You're right. Uh, I would, uh, with regards to the Jewish community, many of them have historically voted Democrat, and it's a lifelong pledge that they're not breaking anytime soon. That's primarily amongst reform Jews. Uh, I would say that the Orthodox community, and many of them are registered Democrat, they're not happy with Kathy Hochul. They support school choice, which is a position that I'm outspoken on. The state is going after yeshiva educations, which has them really upset. Uh, So I believe that there is an opportunity here to grow our support amongst the Jewish community, to win the Hispanic vote, to do better with the black vote, I mean, I, I was at a debate, and they were asking me what I was going to do. It was a Juneteenth question. They're like, what are you going to do to uh, make inroads? I said, I just came here from Sylvia's in Harlem for meeting with community leaders, uh, meeting with black pastors and first ladies in Sunnyside, Queens, or in Rochester and in Buffalo and, and in Syracuse in some of these larger cities across the rest of the state. Uh, I, and I believe that you know, with the Asian American community, one of the biggest challenges is that they don't speak, many of them don't speak English. Uh, so our materials, uh, making sure that we have people on the ground campaigning with them who speak their native language to be able to answer their questions and to get them engaged. But uh, I believe worst case scenario, we will come close to winning the Asian American vote. Uh, we might actually win it. All right. By the way, Sylvia's gets all the politicians who want to go there for votes. Melba's is better. The Rooster's got a better counter service. But let's go upstate. Rochester, Buffalo, Ithaca, all the counties, mid-state counties that we'll put aside for the moment. Uh, And I'm watching my time here, so and I know you have a busy schedule as well to the top of the hour. But in those areas, Democrats, working families, parties specifically, leftists have made good inroads uh, in mayors down the ballot, mayors and even in county structures. How do you overcome that? 
winning the county. So in Buffalo, they almost elected a self-described socialist in the Walton in last year's race. The incumbent mayor, Democrat, ended up uh, holding on to that seat. Uh, we, we need to, in uh, Erie County, which is a purple county, win the county. Uh, in Monroe, yes, it has Rochester. Rochester is a Democrat-leaning city, but the county of Monroe is is an area where we have all sorts of votes throughout the suburbs. You have to win the county. In Onondaga County, they have a Republican county executive. You know, Monroe, the Republicans are controlling the county legislature. But in Syracuse, while Syracuse might be leaning left, the county is a purple to red county. And the other one that I mentioned earlier, Orange County, is a county with a Republican county executive and they have a Republican county sheriff and a, a lot of other Republicans who are who are elected. Uh, so while there are these challenges inside of these cities uh, around the rest of the state where the party registration uh, certainly leans left, they are sitting inside of counties that in total uh, we're finding that the county is, you know, it's purple in an average year, but it has a little bit more of a red tint in a year like this year because of the issues, because it's one party rule at every level. And folks are prioritizing stuff like crime and the economy, which are issues that, quite frankly, we have the solutions on. And Kathy Hochul doesn't. She's in over her head. She's a walking identity crisis. And people see it. They want balance restored. They feel like the state's heading in the wrong direction. Yes, right track, wrong track about your country, about your state. When all these different people, and it's a very big majority in New York, feeling like the state's going in the wrong direction, they're not blaming Republicans. Well, they, let's see where they come out and cast their votes. All right, one minute on the clock, literally down to 57 seconds. Uh, coalitions building, working together. The primary's over. You, Astorino, Wilson, and Giuliani, you've got the down-ballot support, which is needed to bring the votes up to that state level. Uh, have you all sat down? Have you all met? Is there a concerted effort to bring everybody together? So Andrew and Rob came in second and, and third. I spoke to both of them on primary night. Great conversations. I've stayed in touch with them since. We have plans to be out on the road campaigning together over the course of uh, this next week, week and a half. Uh, Andrew's done a lot of media interviews, and he's uh, been great. Uh, he's been promoting the need for all of us to rally together, uh, one of uh, Andrew's big supporters, Curtis Lewa, you know, he's, he's been doing the media interviews. He's calling on everybody to coalesce behind our campaign. Uh, so I'm feeling really good post-primary, and I uh, give a lot of credit to, uh, to Andrew and to Rob uh, for that effort to make sure that their supporters are rallying behind us. Because right, we have I've only to got 15 seconds, Lee. You didn't mention Harry Wilson. Yes or no, is he on board? Well, he put out a statement of support. I appreciate it. Uh, I haven't spoken to him yet. Uh, he sent me a text, um, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. He did finish in a more distant fourth, so uh, you know, the higher priority here is uh, is Andrew and Rob's outreach. Um, I, but, I've got to go here, Lee. The time ran out on us, my friend. Good luck on the campaign trail. Take care. You can join me live on The David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.